is Open Podcast, and I am here with uh, Julia Kata, who is going to talk about the situation in Poland. Uh, Julia, could you please introduce yourself and your organization? Um, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to be with you here and uh, share um, what's the situation like in Poland. My name is Julia Kata. I'm Vice President and Advocacy Officer for Transfusia Foundation in Poland, uh, which is one of two trans organizations in the country. Mm, we work uh, in several fields. We work uh, mostly as a service uh, organization. We provide support groups. We provide um, counseling both online and offline and legal help. Uh, we do advocacy work, um, education. We train different uh, social groups. We work with the healthcare providers. We work with the business as well, uh, with the schools. and basically everyone who would be interested to learn about trans issues uh, here in Poland. And what is the situation in, in Poland right now? Um, what, uh, what are your biggest challenges? Well, the situation in the country is very difficult right now. Uh, it's not something what uh, happened just in one night. Uh, of course, the uh, situation in the on the political level is very difficult. Um, human rights are in threat for a few years now, basically since 2015 when uh, Peace, uh, the ruling party came into power. Um, they try and make a really huge effort to make human rights basically disappear. So uh, right now we're uh, on November 2020, uh, we we face a huge protest uh, against uh, ban of the abortion right now, but also in the in the past basically two years, um, LGBT rights and safety was in a huge threat. We're living in a country where LGBTI persons doesn't have any uh, legal uh, protection. We don't have um, gender identity and expression and uh, sexual orientation. Uh, premise in the hate crime legislations. Um, we don't have equal uh, partnerships nor equal marriages here. Uh, we are one of very few countries in the world who doesn't have a uh, legal gender recognition procedure. We have procedure for legal gender recognition, but it's not a law. It's just basically a court practice. This is how it's been for the last 30 years and for now, we don't see hope for change in this uh, situation, unfortunately. And of course, we are facing right now a uh, uh, very difficult situation with the COVID. We, for the last over a week, we are facing 20,000 cases per day, almost every day. Um, and we are not on the total lockdown. So the situation is very dramatic on many, many levels, unfortunately. And um, so how this uh, affects trans people, how this political climate affects their lives and what, how can you help them? Mm -hmm. So before I answer the question, I would like to make a trigger warning because uh, I'm going to talk about very difficult things and uh, I, I really don't want to uh, make anyone feel very, very bad. Uncomfortable, yes, but not bad. So... 
being a trans person in Poland, uh, even if I'm saying this as a cis person, as an ally, uh, it's never been easy in Poland. But for the past few years when uh, people can hear from the politicians that they are subhumans, because this is the quote that was used many times, uh, that they are not Polish, they are not humans, they are uh, worsened, they are um, rainbow plaque, which is um, the, the quote that was made by Catholic Church. Um, the pressure is enormous. Um, Right now, also in COVID, when uh, especially young people are stuck at home, basically, and they are uh, using only online uh, online classes, um, it's very difficult because not every parents, not every family, not all your uh, roommates are supportive. So when you're stuck at home with them for almost 24-7, it's very difficult. Uh, we know a lot of teachers don't agree, for instance, for trans youth ones to change their uh, names on uh, the online platforms they are using for classes, which is very difficult for them. Um, also, uh, probably some of you are aware that Poland, basically one third of Poland is um, a LGBT free zone. It's enormous amount. What, that, what does that mean? That means that uh, municipalities or cities or the city, city councils um, made um, so-called law that officially uh, it's against LGBTI propaganda. Uh, officially, that means that, for instance, um, human rights educators, they cannot enter the schools and have classes with the minors. Um, you cannot uh, anyhow make educational um, activities over the LGBTI um, issues. Um, but that's the official one. But unofficial, it's a huge pr uh, pressure over people that you are not welcome here. There is no space for you. You, you cannot be yourself. It's not okay who you are. And... Um, it's uh, very, very uh, connected with the uh, so-called protection of the family because uh, they are still uh, the other side, those who are making those uh, um, acts uh, are saying that uh, being a LGBT person is, um, you are sick, you are a pedophile, you are um, some kind of freak which shouldn't be anywhere near other human beings so uh, so basically they most of those uh, places which uh, make this acts um, and voted for them they don't even know what lgbti acronym means because we saw those situations um and right in now this, uh, in this uh, political climate i mean in this environment um what about companies for example who like who operate in these uh, zones can they do anything? I mean, can they, for example, have a, a, a resource group or, or something like this within of the company? They can. Mm -hmm. Of course they can. And, and I think uh, I'm not trying to try to throw, you know, responsibility on the companies because uh, that's not the case. But I think in this political climate, support from the business is very, very needed right now. Um, the companies don't have any restrictions over, uh, you know, what they are doing, especially um, uh, internal 
they can provide trainings for their staff. They can make whatever they want, basically. Uh, These acts are not uh, affecting any business per se uh, to do those kinds of things. Of course, we, we had a few cases where, uh, for instance, one of the LGBT organization uh, was rejected by a printing company that they will not print their materials because they're against LGBT people. And it was a huge uh, battle in, the co- uh, in few courts, basically. Um, but besides that, companies are free to do whatever they would like to do. And we as a Transfusia, we are really privileged to start um, a relation with a few really big companies. And for instance, we're delivering trainings for them. So uh, absolutely companies are free to, to uh, support both NGOs and also make uh, awareness rising for their employees. And also I think, there's a thing, one thing that um, I believe not many people are aware, even though it's like very simple thing. There's a lot of LGBTI uh, and trans people in, in general that they're really, they would be really great addition to your, uh, to your team. But they are not aware whether you are a supportive company, uh, whether you're um, gonna be uh, inclusive. So they will not apply to your company and maybe this is the time to change this and provide like cooperating with the NGOs and supporting NGOs and uh, supporting business by NGOs because I think this uh, corporations are fruitful both ways. Um, it's also showing the community that this company have a strong values and if I got there and I will be their employee and I would like to make it coming out or uh, if there's something wrong happening, like I don't know, my uh, colleagues will will bully me uh, in my team. Uh, this company will take care of me. They will support me, and they will have uh, procedures. They will have policies uh, to protect me. And do you see um, examples of of, uh, of companies uh, like you know trying to to change? Uh, uh, this this political climate, I mean, this environment. So, uh, do you see examples of companies like acting together for for a social change, or for example, not to call like parts of Poland uh, LGBT free zones and and this stuff? Well, I I can see, especially uh, in Warsaw, in the capital of Poland, um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, businesses are cooperating with each other. They have uh, rainbow networks and they cooperate with uh, NGOs uh, across Poland. and they cooperating with each other. Uh, so because together they are stronger. Um, we can see uh, on the Pride uh, Parade in Warsaw, really beautiful amount of business companies uh, that they're marching there with us uh, and doing uh, and showing their, their support. Um, I'm not sure to be honest with uh, how, if the, if the business, can make a huge pressure on, for instance, on the government because they are not looking uh, behind on anybody. Uh, They are not interested in uh, any kind of conversation. They're just doing whatever they want to do. Uh, 
So it might be difficult, but I think uh, the business can come together and see in the bigger group uh, with CEOs, with the main managements, what they can do together. And maybe they will uh, be able to find some kind of solution for those kind of things. But of course, what is very appreciated and is what, what is really needed Mm, especially in the few past months, not only in June, which is the Pride Month, I saw a lot of companies changing their logo for uh, with the rainbow flag or rainbow colors. And putting those logos and having them not only for one month per year, it's also very... Um, a very straight signal that we are inclusive, we are supportive, uh, we believe everybody uh, is equal. So this is definitely what they can do. So at least people can like build a bubble around themselves and and work uh for these companies and and uh, and and then like they can come out safely and and they won't be bullied right yes of course and uh, and they can can feel safe and uh and appreciated just as a person not only as a specialist in their field uh but also as a person and have uh, really great uh, friends there for instance because of course the uh, work is not only about the work uh, we yes. have friends there we have uh, uh people who we like or dislike of course but uh but it's also a very important environment this is the place when we spend so many hours per day yeah and uh, what do you expect in the future well what we've learned especially in the past two years in poland is expect unexpected um it's very difficult to presume what's going to happen because nobody like two months ago probably nobody or very few people would uh see what's happening on the streets right now that we have uh, thousands of people uh protesting about uh, against the abortion ban and especially in the you know blooming covid situation um so it's very difficult to predict of course i would like to see uh we're gonna progress with that we're not gonna step back as we were doing for the last past years um but we're just gonna go further and we will start being um and thinking about uh, everyone that we are equal human beings so this is my dream that the situation will not get worse Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you so much.